All right, everybody, welcome to the Lockdown Avalanche podcast. On today's episode, the Champions Hockey League over in Europe made some changes to their power play. Very interesting changes to their power play. Is this something the NHL should adopt? We'll talk about that. And Kale McCarr gets his season grade. A new episode of Lockdown Avalanche coming at you. Your Lockdown Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in and making it your first listen of the day. I am Chris Maselli, along with me, as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. Thank you for tuning in, making it your first listen of the day, as always. Uh, and you can follow us on our social media outlets, LOPN underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked On Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, and opinions, Locked On Avalanche at gmail.com. And follow us on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live. And definitely subscribe to our subtext. Link to that is in the show notes below. And uh, when you do subscribe, you can talk with Kyle and I one-on-one. And you might want to talk to us about... These new power play changes. We're going to get to those in a second. And we're also going to, like I said, get to Kale McCarthy's and great. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can see what the rundown is for today. Someone had put up on uh, Twitter that it, with the Denver Nuggets, who are playing right now as we are uh, recording this. Um, I think it was at halftime when we started hitting mm-hmm. record. Uh, a couple days earlier, someone had put up, you know, if they were to win, and this would be their first championship, uh, for the Nuggets, where would that rank in the the history of Denver championships, which there are six, three for the Avs, three for the Broncos. Where would this rank? We're going to do that. We're going to put this in just assuming maybe we shouldn't assume that that the uh, the Nuggets would win. Where would it be? So we'll get to that in a little bit. But we wanted to start with I always like rule changes mm-hmm. uh, for good or for bad, because they're always a good conversation piece. Uh, over Thanksgiving dinner. And for this, uh, this was the the Champions Hockey League uh, over in Europe made three changes to their power play. And I will read them all off now, and then we'll kind of talk about these one at a time. So the changes are, number one, uh, a team will remain shorthanded even if the opposing team scores. Number two, a minor penalty will be served even if a goal is scored on a delayed penalty. And number three, if a shorthanded team scores, the minor penalty will end. So you have like it, it, the yin and the yang there. Like if, if the team score, if, if the team is on the power play and they, they score, they remain on the power play. So basically the duration, the, the two minutes is a full two minutes unless the other team scores. So start with that first one. Uh, a team will remain shorthanded even if the opposing team scores. Do you like that one or you dislike that one? Out of the three, this is probably my least favorite because then it takes out the seriousness of that major, the double minor, um, mm-hmm. if they cause blood. Um, it just, honestly, with the power play woes that the Colorado Avalanche had last year, I don't think it would change too yeah. much. But... Um, I, I mean, it's I like it. I would love to see it. I'd like to tune into a couple CHL games and see how it goes. But out of the three, this one, 
I'm not saying I hate it, but it's very interesting. I'd like to see it play out a little bit. What do you think if if they, you know, on like a double minor, um, if you score in those first two minutes, it drops it down to two mm-hmm. minutes left. So if you score within 30 seconds, they drop it down to two minutes. What if you did that? Yeah. What if, what if in the first minute, if you get a, a goal in the first 15 seconds, it drops it down to one minute, then you have one minute left on, on that power play. Yeah, I, I would say just like cut it in half. Oh, whatever, what, whatever time is left. Yeah, it's it's almost like a incentive to just a little bit extra time you get. Yeah, score early and you could double it up and just call it like I don't know how they do the money ball in yeah. the home run derby. Just kind of like double it up, double up your power play. Yeah, um, I mean that because then if you're getting if you get it with like, I mean you get something right because if you get it with a minute and one second. Uh, and so then you say cut in half, then you get in like 30 seconds, basically. Or 30 and then the seconds. most damage you're doing is two goals and you're not having a like four or five goal just onslaught on a power play. You're just swinging at two goals. So if basically, you like the most it. you can get is two. Yeah. The, okay. That's not bad. If you give a maximum like goal allowance space, if you get two goals, it's over no matter how much time is left. Mm-hmm. There you go. I wasn't thinking about that. that that's that's something different but i don't i don't know it's like because how do you feel like if someone commits a penalty and you score right off the bat well they didn't really serve any penalty time i mean the penalty is the goal like that so you, you are you how how long do you make them pay for that penalty is the question and if you're one of those people that feel like they should pay you know uh indefinitely not indefinitely but for indefinitely for the duration of that time then you like this if you're one of those people like, nope, uh, you know, time served, the, the it was, you know, they had two minutes to score and they didn't, or they had two minutes to score and they did within seconds, those things even out because the penalty is either two minutes that that player doesn't play or the penalty is because of his infraction, they gave up a goal. So it, it's what, what road are you on for that? Yeah. And the thing is, it's like, you're calling this in a perfect world. Like how many of the calls last year, the abs sustained, were justified that you can't say well that's a cheap call that's i don't know what they're reaching for and then you get one of those that feels like a makeup call or a very bad call and then you watch mm. three goals get netted on that you're just sitting there fuming there's mm. no it's i i just see that turning into something so terrible well the second one a minor penalty will be served even if a goal is scored on a delayed penalty so you see that a lot, um, you know, where a penalty happens on the ice and, and the, the team that committed the infraction has to touch the puck before the play stops and that player serves the penalty. And you see the ref, you know, sometimes skating around with his arm up in the air for a little while because the goalie is pulled, extra skaters out on the ice. Sometimes they score on that. Most of the time they don't. Uh, but if they did, if they did uh, score – when the, the you know before the opposing team touches the puck, there's still a penalty that will get served. What do you think of that one? I think this should have been in place for years. I love yeah. this idea, and I, I've honestly this should be in the NHL right now. I like it. That one I do like. Um, I, I know some of the argument will be, well, it's kind of like they're on a power play anyway because they're pulling the goalie and they have an extra man you know, in the offensive zone. Sure. 
but again, that doesn't penalize a player. Nope. Um, so I'm if if the league wants and the scoring in the league is fine. I don't think yeah. they're like feeling like they're they're struggling for because that's what the casual fan wants to see. They want to see fights and they want to see goals. Yep. Um, this would only, you know, it would increase it a little bit. Like I said, it's not like players are scoring left and right during those delayed penalties. It happens clearly. Um, so I think like because it doesn't happen all the time, I think this would be a cool one to implement because it would get people more interested in like, hey, man, now they got an opportunity to score two goals in two minutes. Yeah. Because you scored the one and then now the penalty starts and now they have an opportunity to score another one. And then if you're then you can even get more because you don't come out of the penalty box. Yeah. If the goal is scored. So you could really it could if you're, you know, three goal lead is nothing in this league right now. If there's and a then, penalty call. And then you if you're the guilty team, you're cheering for your team to hurry up and touch the puck and stop the damage because it could be a a two goal swing. So, yeah. I don't. I, I would. That one wouldn't be. That would be okay with me. That'd be yep. okay. With me. And then the last one, if the sh- uh, short-handed team scores, penalties over. What do you think of that one? I think that's a brilliant idea. You're mm. basically rescuing your guy out of the penalty box. You think it would make teams take a little bit more of a chance on defense for the team that's down to to maybe like. Uh, take a little bit of a chance that like you said to like get him out of jail uh but you're taking a risk there clearly if when you're on defense down a man already that's sports baby yeah it's calculated risks you so, set up your penalty kill just with one that a, a chaser if you will. yeah one that i would add is um penalty shots mm. if, if a penalty if a penalty shot is called and the guy who takes the penalty shot doesn't get the goal in the penalty shot the penalty is served yeah absolutely i don't you know i don't like that those guys just walk scot-free basically yeah. you can you can and i think that's why if, if someone does have a, a clear break on someone I, they're, they're not i'm gonna say inclined they don't want to give up a penalty shot but sometimes they'll take their chances like hey he, he might have scored anyway because on the breakaway let's have it be where our goalie is ready and set up and then if he stops it, I'm right back out on the ice. Yeah. So I I think that would be something that I would implement on top of these three. Yeah, I love that idea. Like, I understand the logic behind it. They took away a good scoring chance. We're giving you a good scoring chance. But yeah. it's also a penalty, and it needs to be assessed. Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. So what do you think? Uh, I want to hear from people in the comment section. Do you like any of those, none of those? Is there another one that you would add uh, to these uh, power play rules? by the champions hockey league so interesting stuff interesting stuff and and i'm always looking forward to see what the league does they haven't done any like sweeping changes with their rules as of late you get some here and there i think there's going to be some changes to the replay for in this offseason i think you're going to see that a lot of people want to see the delay of game not be a penalty um i'm on both sides of that sometimes you know some people think it's just going to be egregious where they can just flip the puck over the ice i don't know uh Maybe, maybe do the, it for a season and see where it goes, but I don't know. The last sweeping rule change was um, if your helmet is removed. I think that's the last one. It was at the last big one, yeah. So we'll see. Comment away. Let us know what you think. 
Um, all right, let's hear from game time, and then we are going to get to Kale McCarr's season grade. And buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful, and game time is the fastest and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and NBA Finals games near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun of watching the Denver Nuggets in the final. And what are some of the final, the things that we like about the Game Time app? Those flash deals on last-minute tickets are fantastic, easy to find, and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. Images of the seat views is absolutely key, and they have the lowest price guaranteed, event cancellation, and even job loss protection. So download the Game Time app, create an account, use the, uh, the promo code locked on NHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply. So again, create the account and redeem the code locked on NHL for $20 off. Download Game Time today, last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. So uh, yesterday we had Nathan McKinnon, and that was an easy A. Um, and Kale McCarr is today. And once again, we have A's across the board, my friend, here. on uh, If you look on YouTube, the percentages there are pretty interesting, though. Yeah. So uh, A's for all three social media accounts. For YouTube, it was 51%. For Twitter, it was 57%. For Instagram, 72%. Usually those three are in line. One maybe is a few points above the other. But from YouTube to Instagram, that's a 21-point difference in terms of who felt felt he was a flat A. Uh, but still, he gets all A's. And Kyle and I both went with an A-. minus. Um Probably would have been in that A, flat A to A plus range had he been healthy all season long. Uh, but I think because that, that's really the only thing I can really ding him for is the games played, uh, including the playoffs. It was 78 um, and he missed the playoff game because of the suspension. Um, and still he had 71 points on the season. So, with, you know, we remove the the postseason, and he was still a point per play or point per game player. Um, and I don't know if we're, there's some people who gave him like a B. Um, and I, I I don't know if we're at the point with him where it's because we expect so much from him to have, you know, gaudy numbers every single year when, when it doesn't happen because he didn't play a full season. Uh, maybe people want to say, like, well, he didn't he didn't play up to his standard. I think for what he did play, I think he absolutely did. And for those, I understand. I understand the B voters because of the the total number that he ended up the year with. But that also is it goes hand in hand with the missed games. And it's one of those that we get to play the fantasy stat here. If he did get to play, he would be on pace for having the same, if not better, year than he did the previous year where he won the Norris, the Con Smythe. Mm-hmm. He walked home with all the hardware. But yes, the missed games, was a that was a factor. And everybody was, you're looking for a savior all year long with different stretches this team went through and in the playoffs. And you didn't see that Kale McCarr instantly save highlight that you got, that Chicago highlight we got uh, on the cup run that mm-hmm. was shared 150 million times. 
you didn't get that from Kelmacar this year. So you're immediately feeling like he's not up to the same level. But if you look at the stats and how it played out, he actually was. He just wasn't there as much. Yeah, I um I have his games played wrong on there. Those are Nathan McKinnon's games played. So he played 66 games on mm-hmm. the season. He had 60 during the uh, regular season and then the six um, in the postseason. So um, so 66 games played, 71 points total. So he, over the course of full season or a season, including the playoffs, he was a point per game player. Yep. So and six game winning goals. Um, so he's pretty clutch there. And look at that average time on ice. Yeah. 26 minutes and 23 seconds. And that has gone up every year he's been in the league. So um, his first year in the league, he was 2101. His second year, he was 2419. His third year, he was 2540. And you're like, all right, I can't go up again. It did to 26-23. And it was almost like he had to with, with all the injuries that the Avs had. And he's young enough to take that on right now. Um, and we kept saying, like, are they going to burn him out? You know, the, the shape that he's in. Um, and, you know, the, as young as he is, you wouldn't think that it, it would, at least for this year. But that is not that needs to stop next year. That that can't go up again for a fifth year in a row, because eventually it will get to him. And the thing with Kale McCarr, I think we fell into the trap of highlight Kale McCarr, highlight real Kale McCarr. Mm-hmm. But we have to understand Kale McCarr pr- provides so much time on ice. Like we joked a couple times when he was hurt and he was taking those games off that he needs a break. He was averaging thirty minutes a game at that point. Yeah. Um, but when we're talking about Nathan McKinnon, you mentioned this is Kale McCarr's fourth year. Mm-hmm. Like you're seeing the same kind of production in that slow build in Kale McCarr that you see in Nathan McKinnon year after year. And Kale McCarr's the defenseman. Yeah. Like he's, he's not going out there and he's not getting forward type goals, but he could give it to you if you need it. He's yeah. got this new physical side where he could just stand up, put the shoulder in you, and it's game over. Yeah. Next year, Kale McCarr, you want to see the minutes go down a little bit, but you know the production and the points will continue to go up if he stays healthy all year long. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and, he, and he's I'm not saying he's gassed or anything like that, but if if the time on ice goes down a little bit towards the end of games, like he might just have that extra yep. step. Because uh, he hasn't been playing the entirety of the game, and we said yesterday with Nathan McKinnon, how he just keeps getting better. Um, and at some point, like, what what is the tipping point for for Nathan McKinnon? We haven't seen it yet. He just he continued to steadily get better each year. So you're you know you're anticipating next year again that if he can stay healthy with Nathan McKinnon, the numbers that he had this past year, which were great, could continue to go up. That is hand over fist tenfold with Kale McCarr. He's been in the league for four years, and we haven't even seen the best of him yet for a full season, for what he can give you for stats uh, on, on both offense and defense, because that's the type of player he is. He plays you know, the all three zones, 200-foot game, however you want to say it. He is that total package in a defenseman. 
So no, we we have not seen uh, what you know. We haven't seen Kale McCarr in his prime yet. It, it, he's getting there, and that is a scary thing. When those two guys, you can say they're still getting better. You 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 feel great being an Avalanche fan that these two guys are on your team. And in Kale McCarr's third year, he had seventy-seven games with eighty-six <laughs> points. Kale McCarr's knocking on the door, of becoming a hundred-point defenseman. Oh, absolutely! Like if injuries didn't get in the way this year, it might have been this year. Now you have mm-hmm. next year to look forward to. Like he has that capability. So just. Kale McCarr is all right. I know you want to vote oh, yeah. B because you didn't feel like he was as flashy as last year. But when you, when you look at his year in retrospect, he was. And he continues to be year after year. Yeah, and even all like, you know, his uh, defensive numbers in terms of blocks and hits and takeaways, uh, like those were all in line. He had more takeaways, actually. He had one more takeaway than last year in 17 less games. Um, but his blocks were on track to where he was going to be at in uh, 21-22, which he had 110 blocks. He had 78. So, again, you have 17 or yeah, 17 games to play with there. Uh, he had 30 less hits, but again, in 17. So he he was on if – you, if you expand his season out to a full season, maybe minus like two games because not very few people play all 82 games, he was right on track with that. Mm-hmm. And so much so, he's a finalist for the Norris. We keep forgetting that. We don't think he's going to win it. But uh, if some people want to say he had a, a down season, a quote-unquote down season, not falling off a cliff season by any stretch of the imagination, but not uh, a season we were expecting from him. Yeah. Well, voters across the league still think he was one of the three best defensemen in the league. And that just goes to show how you know what people think of him right now. He's so. the Connor McDavid of defensemen. He, there you go. There, I think that is the best way to say it. Absolutely. All right. Uh, last thing we want to get to today is, uh, like we said in the beginning, the uh, I, I think it was Brandon Stokely I said on his podcast, um, asked the question, if the Denver Nuggets win this NBA Finals, and I think a lot of people are feeling that they will, right? That is not, oh yeah, I I absolutely. This is the Nuggets to lose. You're more the NBA guy than I am, but I know that this this Nuggets team is very good, um, and I know that the Heat team is kind of like playing with house money right now because you know the number eight seed. But hey, so's Florida in, yeah. in in our sport, and we think they have a shot against Vegas. So of course Miami's got a shot. But I think a lot of people are feeling like. Um, the Nuggets should take this thing. So where would this rank? This would be their first championship ever. This is their first final ever. So they're up against six other championships, three from the Avalanche in 96-01, and obviously just last year, and three for the Broncos in Super Bowl 32-33 and Super Bowl 50. Where, well, I guess what's your what's your... If you follow the the show on Twitter, I, I put my top three up there. Um, where what would be your number one? What's your number one overall championship for the city of Denver? Well, and I know the city of Denver also has an MLS championship in 2010 with the Rapids. Yeah, we're not going there. And the Colorado <laughs> Mammoth. Congratulations on their congratulations on team. Right, right, right. Yeah. And they're fighting for another one this year as yeah. well. But honestly, and this is not because I'm part of Locked on Avalanche. Mm-hmm. I mean, in 96, when the Avs came to town, 
and won their first cup and the first title in Denver. Right. Solidifying Denver as this kind of, you know, shifting the focus on, hey, maybe we should pay attention. And then you get the success with the Broncos. It, it just felt like a perfect thing at the perfect time. And then the Avalanche come back around and it just felt like, quote unquote, title town for the yeah. later part of the 90s and early 2000s. This was the place to be. So you couldn't really start this without the Avalanche in 96. Yeah, I, I mean, and like, look, we're talking about championships here. Mm-hmm. So whatever one we don't put or whatever one we put last doesn't mean that wasn't an important championship. Like there, if you win a championship, they're all huge. They're all important. They're all big, but some just are better than others. And for me, Super Bowl 32 was, I, I, you can't match that. If you ask me, it was John Elway, just, you know, his, his entire career going there a handful of times before and not winning, not even coming close getting blown out in all the other Super Bowls he was in. Um, and then to go up against Green Bay, and they were a two-touchdown underdog going into that game. And that game from beginning to end is one of the best Super Bowls ever played. It was a tight game. Terrell Davis just took over. John Elway really didn't have the best game in no. that game. Um, he had an okay game. I don't even think he threw for 200 yards in that game. And everybody but, remembers the run. Yeah. Uh, well, oh, exactly. Like his spinorama run, like that. It, it was just all, and that was their first championship. To me, that is almost going to be impossible to beat uh, from a Denver area championship game. That to me is number one. Number two, um, I wouldn't even put the '96 one there for for the Avs. I, I know that's a big one because that's their first time. But I feel a lot of people feel like. They are. It was. There was already a good team coming here, and hey, that's not the that's not the Avalanche fault. That's not Denver's fault that they got. They inherited a good team, um, but I, just the Ray Bork side of the 01 championship, and that being their second already for since the moving to Denver, um, that kind of solidified them as like an, a hockey powerhouse and getting Ray Bork over that hump. And that moment, which you'll see it during this Stanley Cup, it's on every video reel when it comes to Stanley Cup, you know, Raymond Bork getting Joe Sackick handing him the Stanley Cup. You're going to see it again. So that would be my second, would be the 01 abs. And that's funny you brought up 32 as your one. 33 is my two. Is that because it's like Elway's swan song or what? The swan song going back to back. Yeah, solidifying like, hey, Denver, what's going on in Denver? Mm -hmm. And it just felt like the place to be. And like the Avs, they weren't getting titles at that time, but they were getting Western Conference finals and, you know, second round. Mm -hmm. Everybody kind of shifted their focus to what is going on in Denver? And that Broncos team was fun. You get to see Elway call his career on his own terms and say, see you guys later. Like, 33 just felt really special, especially when you're thinking in the realms of Denver sports. 33 was, it's my number two. Um, That team was incredible. That Broncos Mm -hmm. team, they were running through the regular season. They were, a lot of people thought they were going to go undefeated. And I think they lost in week 
14 or 15. I think it was to the Giants. Giants. In yep. New York. Um, and they had a late lead, and then they gave it up. Um, but they they were a dominant, dominant team. And even in the Super Bowl, that Super Bowl was was pretty much over around halftime. But yeah. um, against the, the Falcons, that was a dominant team. And, yeah, that you can put that up there because it was he struggled to get a Super Bowl win, and then he ends his career on back-to-back Super Bowls. Yep. That, that's a great swan song. Um, so that'd be your your two. Three is kind of where I think I would slot this in with yep. the Nuggets. Um, right now, I would have the 96 Avs be the third. So I'd have Super Bowl 32 and then the 01 Avs and 96 Avs. And I don't, I'd either put this Nuggets ahead of that 96 or below it or at number four, three or four. And, and just the fact that this is their first one. I kind of feel like you have to put that in the top three. I'm big on firsts, yeah. especially with championships. So, um, and I say that putting the 01 abs at number two, uh, but I don't like it, it's obviously a big deal. And I don't, because I don't follow the NBA all that much, I don't want to like just drop it. I understand the importance of it, I understand the significance of it. So, if they were to do it, I don't know if I can tie them. I would put it at a tie for number three with the 96 abs. Maybe I'll do that and cheat. <laughs> if I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say if when the Nuggets win this title, they mm-hmm. will be at number three because yeah. how I said '96 made Denver happening, and everybody paid attention to what who are the Avalanche. The same with like the Broncos when you mentioned them as they're your number one. What's going on with the Broncos team? People are finally noticing the Nuggets. They're not uh, a joke. They're not just kind of an afterthought, the Nuggets are for real. They just mm-hmm. swept LeBron James and the Lakers to mm-hmm. get here. They have all the hype. This is their title to lose. If they, when they win this, they are at number three. If not, I'm putting last, the Colorado Avalanche last Stanley Cup win as number three because really? it just was a magical moment. All the small things, Nas mm-hmm. in the playoffs, all of Denver was pulling for the Avalanche, and all of those moments we are talking about big moments for Avalanche sports. I mean, Denver sports. Mm-hmm. Denver sports united around this Avalanche team. Oh sure. And I feel like that is the number three, but yeah. it doesn't matter because the Nuggets are winning the title. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and then just quickly, just to f- finish this, so I, I would have yeah, I said like that ninety six right now at three. Um, at four, I have Super Bowl 33, hmm. the second one for Elway. At five, I have this most recent Avs one um, in 22. And then at six, for, for last right now, I have Super Bowl 50. And that's not to take away from Super Bowl 50. That was a great Super Bowl. They dominated Carolina. That was Peyton Manning's swan song. He leaves on a, a, a championship note. There's nothing negative about that. You just have to put it somewhere. Um, but I, I, I like that was a great Super Bowl. Um, but I, w- I would probably put that last for me, not you for any what? fault of its own. And I'll say the the last most important Denver thing would be that MLS Cup. <laughs> you got to slot that in there. So so there's seven, and then I'd so if if Nuggets win, there's seven, and then there's two slots that are empty that I'll leave empty, and I'll put the MLS at nine. There'll be a placeholder <laughs> at nine. Uh, so go ahead, rank away, uh, people in the comment section. We want to know how you guys, there's no wrong answer here. Everybody has what their number one is. 
and for good reason. I you could organize these any way you want to, and I'd be like, oh, I get it. You could you could put Super Bowl Fifty number one if you wanted to, completely sure. opposite for me, and I could totally understand and see why you would want to do that. So uh, I, I'm excited to see what people want to say for these. But that is going to wrap it up for today and uh, for this week. So uh, if anything happens, this, things are happening in the NHL in terms of hiring, you know, front offices and stuff like that. The Avalanche don't have that problem, but maybe something's going to happen. Uh, I know you can't really sign guys, but maybe some RFA stuff happens or I don't know. Something might happen. Conversations are starting. Conversations. That we, that's what we want to hear is conversations. So uh, when conversations happen over there, we're going to talk about them over here. And uh, that's going to wrap it up for this week. So thank you for tuning in, making it your first listen of the day. Always appreciated. He's Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli. Enjoy the weekend, everyone. Stay safe. We'll see you on Monday. Go, Abs, go. Go, Abs, go.